Hi, I'm Zoe Cleland. I'm the Vice President of Product and Experience at Nintex. Not everything should be automated. And the only thing worse than not automating something is automating something incorrectly. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Zoe. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So our conversation today is going to be about process mapping and how it kind of fits into the larger conversation around automation. But before we get into all of that, Zoe, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? There are so many, um, but I'd have to say that uh, there's more now than there used to be, which I think is more my own realization of all the skills that I can bring to a situation. I think whether that's personally or professionally, there are times that you need to, you know, sort of lean in uh, with a little bit more assertion and there's times that you need to step back and being able to have a breadth of ways to deal with situations as they get a little heated or maybe a little off topic, um, whether, you know, that rises to a, a crisis situation or not probably depends on the, the, uh, the environment, but being able to really read those cues and understand what's going to be most effective to get us through to the next step and the next talking point. And so I think earlier in my career, I felt that in many ways, maybe I needed to, to be more aggressive and to sort of maybe mimic a little bit of that executive presence that you, you think exists in the world um, that tends to be very you know, male centric. And hopefully with, with you know, age and, and wisdom, being able to understand that the softer touch and being able to verbalize and approach things from a, a wider perspective actually is sometimes all it takes to diffuse or disarm a situation that's not going in the direction that's helpful for anybody. Thank you for sharing your perspective on that. And now to jump right into it, in other venues, you have articulated an approach to automation that you call an infinite learning loop. Tell me more about this approach. There's some things that have become really clear, both as we look at the automation space, but as our customers become more familiar with, say, digital transformation, which has traditionally been kind of a, a buzzword more than anything else. And, and there's a few, a few things that have become very clear. The first is that this is not a one and done activity. You don't just uh, take a problem and solve it and move on with your life forever. The other component is that it's not just a technical problem to be solved. So when we think about the automation space, we think about the entirety of the jobs to be done and the problems to be solved. And that includes everything from understanding what your company is doing, right? Maybe you come into a call center or sales operations or your new marketing team. Hey, everybody, what are you doing? It's hard to articulate and understand what your teams are doing and how they're being successful or not. And so process mapping um, actually sounds like probably one of the most boring things that maybe you could think of to discuss, but it's actually very fascinating because all it is is understanding what you are doing, whatever that process is. This is how I do my marketing reports. This is how I run financial numbers at the end of the month, whatever that looks like. This is how I best serve my customers and my company goals. And so taking an understanding of what exactly your teams and your customers are doing being able to articulate that, 
typically a document, a diagram, something like that, but in a way that everyone can understand that process and be able to contribute to it. And this is not just a line of business challenge or a, you know, a technical designers type challenge, but a shared understanding from the people who know the expertise that's needed to be successful here and the folks who have the expertise technically to be able to deliver on a design. And so once you get to an understanding of those processes and what your teams are doing, you then can start to optimize through a lot of different technology that, that we can touch on, um, but also leveraging things like artificial intelligence and, and other sort of predictive technologies that help customers see things that maybe they wouldn't see otherwise. There's a bottleneck in legal that maybe you didn't notice. There's an inefficiency here that's actually been automated at scale and it's causing bigger problems than maybe you understand. There's also a, a, a very important component of what should be automated? Not everything should be automated. And the only thing worse than not automating something is automating something incorrectly. So for those things that you automate, being able to understand what success looks like, what your ROI should look like, in addition to maybe the, the technical medium, should this be a workflow, uh, an RPA script, document generation, what are the technologies that should solve this problem and make it better and faster and really free up all of your employees and customers to do the things that they're there to do, right? We hired them for their brains, not for the big um, sort of mundane, repetitive tasks that we end up doing sometimes. So understanding your processes, being able to collaborate on those and make improvements, getting to automation where it makes sense in the right way is critical. And then along every component of that is basically learning and measuring. And that's where this infinite learning loop comes in is that probably five years ago when we talked about you know what's hot and what's working in automation it was like oh uh, my IT team builds an IT script and I check that off my list and I move on with my life and that's that's a good step in the right direction however there's always humans involved in everything that we're doing right there's very few situations where our customers create an automated solution that doesn't touch a human in some capacity and so making sure that they are accounted for and they're at the forefront of what they need to do, right? It's going to be less work. It's going to be easier for you, but it's going to work in the way that's best for you as well is actually critical. And when you're paying attention to that and you're watching those metrics and you're understanding where you're getting the success you expected and where maybe there's a delta, you come back in and make those little tweaks across everyone involved. And so that might be updating the automation technology itself. It might be just retraining folks. It might be simply changing up equipment that they have or the time of day that they're asked to do something. So it's the idea that there's an ongoing optimization. And, and while you do definitely see results quickly and right away, and you should be celebrating all of those, that's not the end of it. And that just really speaks to the fact that organizations change as they grow, but the people who are involved with those organizations whether it's employees or customers also change. And so you wanna have a system and a way to monitor those automated solutions that continue to grow and change as you do. So it sounds like some of these improvements may happen over time. And I was curious if that's something that can be hard for enterprises to accept, you know, as they're investing in technology and on automation to make improvements in some of those things you're like well you know you kind of have to wait to fully realize it so 
maybe you could just provide an update for how companies are feeling about automation these days. Sure. And, and I think they've noticed a couple of things, which is moving in the right direction is a great step. And we always talk about starting small and finding something that you can solve and get excitement and buy off and get the teams to really understand that you're working to make things better for them. <clears throat> and that isn't always instantaneous. But I, I think the other piece that's really come about from a customer perspective is understanding that, that the the problem space is bigger than just the technology that you buy to solve it. So your own opportunities for change management, um, as well as developing champions in your organization who really care about making things better and want to bring other people along is going to be really, really critical. And I think part of what's, um, you know, probably the linchpin of all of this is giving that constant feedback because there's no one right way to improve efficiency. There's no one right way to transform digitally, right? And frankly, making little steps over time is just as important as any big bang changes that you make. But having a constant flow of metrics and information and observability on what is happening um, with those automated solutions actually allows you to make those little tweaks in a way that is not very disruptive. Whereas, you know, five years ago when someone would build a, a workflow or a uh, an RPA script and something would change, right? Those solutions sometimes can be very brittle and making sure that we're like, that is a very specific sort of targeted automation solution, but I know what the outcome of this process is supposed to be. And I bring that intelligence to the table so that it's much easier and less disruptive to actually make those positive changes. So I actually think that customers in general are feeling, um, I think a little more empowered and I think as they become more familiar with the different technologies that are out there to automate their spaces, they also realize there's a lot of things that aren't technical that they need to take into account. And so when they think about these types of change initiatives and driving these sort of really great ROI outcomes, they're more open to thinking about things like process management and deeper analytics and things like that, that maybe weren't exactly in the realm of automation, you know, five years ago. And to return to kind of your previous answer, you mentioned that there are a lot of technologies that are helping them optimize kind of beyond the umbrella of automation. Did you want to expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. And, and, and there really is, you know, sort of this immense um, suite of capabilities that come into making all of this better for organizations and ultimately for, for customers. Um, in terms of trying to figure out your processes, right, um, that can be anything from process mining, task mining, other discovery technologies. We find that actually, though, one of the things that our customers ask for and use the most is simply taking a Visio diagram and translating that into something that they can better understand and can use. So there's, there's things about uh, exploration or discovery, as we call it. Um, and that includes things like our our um, our Nintex process discovery. Then there is the component tree of diagramming and mapping and collaborating. And <clears throat> traditionally, that can certainly be done in in things like Visio or in pieces of paper, and you'll often see that on whiteboards. But the idea that <clears throat> you need to get that into a digitized um, system in order to really understand it, and drive value from that is what the process mapping capability is about. And so we use process manager for that. There's certainly other tools, but what's critical there is that that is very tightly tied to not just the automation outcomes that you might build from there, 
but it's also tied to what your excellence metrics are. And today it seems that there's a bit of a bifurcation between kind of the IT technical teams and the center of excellence teams in terms of how they think about the problem, but this is bringing it together for both of them. And from there, you can leverage, once you know what your process is, you can leverage workflow automation or orchestration of systems, which is what Nintex Workflow Cloud does. Um, you can leverage, uh, you know, we talked about RPA a lot. There's uh, a lot of uh, value and, and, you know, human task capability that comes along with that. Things like document generation, things like uh, e-signature, you know, there's just a whole breadth of things that help you translate thoughts, ideas, outcomes into um, assets that can be shared and managed and, and routed throughout your organization. And, and I think the other piece that's uh, starting to come into that more clearly is this idea of application development. And we saw this a lot during the pandemic as well as that those businesses that often operated face-to-face -face had to make a quick pivot to not face-to-face, -face, right? And, and managing safety protocols and things like that. And I think that really bolstered many organizations focus on that customer experience that's digital. Okay, I can't speak to you real time on this. How do I give you a good experience and make sure that you get all the value from me in a safe way, but that you expected before? And so building applications, whether it's those dashboards that help you understand what's going on or portals to understand maybe uh, the status of a request that you've put in for a company is also really critical. We, we can't certainly leave out artificial intelligence and generative AI in particular, as that has become you know, a very, very hot topic, certainly. And, and that technology continues to evolve. And we really try to drive that home, not just because it's cool tech, even though it's really cool tech and everyone's very excited about it, but because it solves real problems. Right. And so when we hear customers saying like, well, I actually don't know what my teams are doing. Help me figure that out. I actually don't know which processes maybe I should automate first or what the best medium would be. Or I, I actually don't understand why this isn't working as well as I thought it would when we built this solution. Being able to, to use all facets of, of intelligence, but, but specifically generative right now is actually really helping to deliver those um, those outcomes. So we thank you so much for kind of giving me some more insight into what automation looks like today, because, you know, I think automation's been in companies and enterprises for a long time, actually, but you sort of kind of provided a modern, a modern look at it and what they are looking to do with this technology or this suite of technologies, as you say, uh, moving forward. So this has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great to talk to you.